Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. August 31st, 2023, the last day of August, the worst three-month stretch of the year. June, July, August. We've got one more day of it, and we don't see it again until 2024. Good morning to you. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. College football tonight, meaningful, good games. I know we had week zero, but and we get NFL in a week. And also on today's KRC, we're going to get Trivia Thursday with Corey Price, which we're always really excited and eager to do. So it's going to be a fun show for you today. As you can probably already tell, you can probably already hear, I'm excited. This is just uh, a really fun part of the calendar. And we've got a fantasy draft tonight. We're going to have Florida-Utah on in the background. We've got some news with that game, by the way. But we'll, we'll, we've got two hours to talk all about it. Let's start with our morning pleasantries. Nick Roush, how are you? Uh, is it? Is it pleasant? Uh, I don't know. Uh, are the pleasantries pleasant this morning? They should be. I hope so. I mean, they, that's what that's what we're going to find out with you two jabronis. But the weather outside is oh man, chilly. it was like it's just flat out kind of cold. Um, which you know, I think it's going to heat up big time in the next like seven days. So we best not get used to it. But just for a little bit, these last few days, yesterday's weather. Well, we we got the we had the KRC lunch. We had to make sure we were sitting outside on a patio. It just felt amazing outside. Feels that way this morning. Today is going to be another just perfect weather day. And then it's going to be nice tomorrow, too, for the Big X scramble. But it's going to get a little warmer, a little bit more summer weather like we're used to. But it, it feels smack dab middle of fall right now. Yeah, I, uh, I also slept in my bed through the night for the first time all week. So shout out to Medicine for slowly starting to work and getting me there. Uh, very exciting stuff. Uh, just just, just happy, refreshed. So glad we've got the games to talk about Um I kept thinking that yesterday was Friday just because it's like it's the day before the games. It's the moment I've been waiting for all offseason. Football, 
finally here. We finally get to watch games, talk about them, and I'm I'm just so happy. I'm so happy. Scoots, how are we doing this morning? What's what's new with you, the best producer in all of radio? I'm good. I uh, got a lot of sleep last night thanks to the cold weather. I fortunately looked at my weather app before I went to bed and saw that it was going to be like 54 degrees this morning. So I popped them windows open. Anytime I pop my windows open and it gets down to the 50s, I just sleep like an absolute champion. But I did wake up at one point during the night, guys, probably about midnight, 1 o'clock, and I thought it was the morning, and I was like, what is going on? And I looked outside, and I saw that freaking huge moon. My goodness, that thing was cool last night. So I, I went right back to sleep, but it was weird to wake up at midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, and it was like light outside. I forget what, book, pretty- it is. I forget what book it is in Game of Thrones. They, they do it in a episode two to start a season. It's maybe like book three or book four, but like – they all see this red comet in the sky and in the it's north. Just, yeah. What's that, Roush? I was going to say, yeah, they're, they're, like it's very uh, – they just show like flash uh, cutaways of it in the show. But in the book, they talk about that stupid moon or whatever they want to call it. Oh, I mean, it's – it's a, every, every person has to mention it that does their little first-person storytelling mode. Yeah, and it's basically just showing that like – in different parts of this fake Westerosi country, this this comet, this supernatural phenomenon, all means different things. Like in one part of Westerosi, means dragons are born, and dragons are actually born. In one part of the country, it means that there's not going to be like any more war, and they get super excited about that. But then in the show, there's a ton of war and stuff like that. And they and they do it from Roush is right. They do it from like six or eight or ten different perspectives. I feel like that's the big blue moon from last night. And I think for me, Roush, it means UK is probably going to be in the college football playoff. So, so yeah, I'm glad you saw it last night. That's what the all the weather people are calling it—the super big blue moon. Um, even some are saying the super big blue moon go cats. That's like the full Latin name of it. Um, but yeah, that was wild. Like you, everybody was posting pictures of it. That in the Nebraska volleyball game, even if you didn't want to see it, which I'm not sure why you wouldn't have. You couldn't get away from it on social media last night. So, shout out to the super big blue Go Cats Moon. Go Big Moon. Go, Go Big, big Moon. moon. <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple days away from getting a whole stadium yelling that. Oh, uh, Blue Moon of Kentucky. Great song. Yeah, I think, it's a, I think it's a good sign with the season looming. I slept horribly last night. Not that either, uh. you, neither two of you all asked um woke up once and i was like all right i know it's definitely not morning because i'm still very very tired but what time is it and i looked at my phone and only like it i'd only been asleep for 30 minutes and no, we did the window no. thing last night scoots too but i don't know just on the second floor it takes longer for that i was like burning up sweating and then when i woke up allergies are just out of whack because the weather and my body can't yeah. figure out what time of the season it is so then i was just having like a sneezing and coughing fit and so I was like, all right, well, don't want the wife to I want her to have a good night's sleep. So I went downstairs and then didn't sleep any better down there, went back upstairs, didn't really sleep any better up there. So it wasn't uh, it wasn't the best night's sleep that we're looking for heading into such an exciting weekend. But I'm running on adrenaline. I'll be I'll be a OK. No, no big deal in that regard. But I am super pumped for like this is this is it. We made it like push the button. We're here. This is all of what summer radio wants to lead up to, and that is 
the start of the college football season. And I think also just having the big exports radio scramble tomorrow has me super pumped up. We've got all of our, uh, we've got all of our T's dotted and our I's crossed with that. And we're ready to rock and roll. It's there. exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of I know, I, know you need to dot your T's, but you do. Yep. You, you do have to dot your T's. Um, I also like, is it weird that the the golf part it just feels almost secondary, like all the other stuff? I'm I'm more fired up for that. I mean, we got some cool stuff we're gonna do, and and also we're gonna have just just like a great oh man, let's stretch our legs and enjoy one final day before the college football madness begins. So um, I'm fired up. I'm absolutely fired up, ready to to hit the ground running today. Is there a small? Uh, is there a small part of you all that are? A little bit jealous that Louisville gets the game tomorrow night as opposed to Saturday, having to wait till Saturday? Nah. No, I wouldn't say jealous is the right word, but I would be cool with UK playing tomorrow night too. I think that's cool for you of all fans. Although I do kind of hate it for St. X male that like, you know, that that all the attention in the city should be on that high school football game on Friday. But with it being the start of the Jeff Brom era, it, it will not be. The, the eyeballs are going to be on on the Cardinals, and that's understandable. Um, but if, if it were UK, I would love it. It would make for probably a pretty long and potentially dangerous day. But I'm also cool with Saturday. Like I'll, I'll be, I'll be fine waking up Saturday morning, super pumped up as well. But either way is my answer. Yeah, I, um, I do find it like uh, I'm, I'm happy that Louisville fans don't like. It's one last day of waiting for them because. They're 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 in a weird state. Uh, I, I think we were talking about this yesterday uh, at lunch, but just the the notion that it really hasn't crossed Trevor's mind that Louisville could lose this football game, and I feel that way for almost their entire fan base. So, what happens if they do? What happens if they struggle? I mean, I I think they're going to be a a fine football team, but like I'm. You know, like I'm, I'm not. I couldn't touch this game. You know, from a betting angle, no, not a chance, not a chance. There's nothing. About, maybe I might play the over because it could get a little hairy. But I just, I don't, I, I really don't know what to expect from either team because there was so much turnover on each. Um, and also, uh, Jeff's not good as a favorite um, as a head coach. He's, he's not been great. And as fun as his offenses have been, I mean, I think they averaged only 27 points at Purdue last year. Um, Jack Plummer is, I mean, Aiden O'Connell, he's going to be the backup for the Rams. Uh, who's, uh, he's, 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 he's been awesome in the preseason. And I know like that's, you're going to hear that about Jack Plummer. He's going to be the rake. He's going to be Jimmy G's backup. Um, named biggest preseason winner by PFF. So Aiden O'Connell was awesome and they had their fair struggles last year. So I just, I think it's naive to think that Louisville's going to come in and just uh, steamroll them, but like they're blinded by bad news elsewhere that they just convince themselves that they're going to be invincible in football and that Uncle Jeff is going to fix everything. It's it's cute and it's sweet, but reality is going to set in tomorrow night, and I don't I don't think it's going to be as uh, a walk in the park as as most of them think. It's going to be interesting, and uh, I, I think we'll probably talk about that a little bit more tomorrow but what did trevor said i think mike rutherford on the mike rutherford show three to six threw it to trevor and was like what's your confidence level i think trevor said a 12 out of 10 
Yeah, yeah. He's and Mike was trying to convince him. He was like, you know, that means we're gonna typically when you're ten out of ten, you think we're gonna win by sixty. And he's like, well, I don't think we're gonna win by sixty. It'll be, you know, maybe fourteen. But we're we're, we're, we're not losing this game. Yeah, and I, I, Mike didn't necessarily do this. He was kind of doing it, but like I, I don't like when people on podcast or radio they ask somebody a question and then the person answers the question and then the person who asked the question just does their darnest to try to get them to change the answer that they just gave. Like I get that there needs to be a little bit of like contrarian and just an understanding of the premise and the rules, which is totally understandable that Trevor may not grasp that from time to time. But like Trevor gave us 12 out of 10 and Mike was instantly like, no, no, you got to change. No, you got to change that. It shouldn't be. That's if we were playing a cupcake team. You can't do that for Georgia Tech. And Trevor's just like, I don't care. Like that, I think that I don't think there's any chance that we lose to Georgia Tech in Jeff Brom's game. And Roush, you don't have to go back too far to see a U of L fan base overly excited about a season opener. It was oh. just last year that Syracuse absolutely beat the GD breaks off of them. What was it, 31 to 7? Syracuse yeah, ended up being it ended up being a little better than people thought. U of L ended up just being another Scott Satterfield U of L team, but it was a blowout. I mean, just an absolute blowout. And no U of L fan thought they were going to lose that game because they had beaten Syracuse like five straight times by a million points or whatever the scores had been in those. And they got a nice serving of humble pie week one. You think they'd learn their lesson, Roush? Uh, but it's the U of L fan base. Oh, hope springs eternal with those folks. And, and they've been served up such turd sandwiches and basketball that they'll take anything that they can feast on. So I do understand it. I do think they're going to win. Uh, I initially, in earlier in the summer, just thought it was going to be an easy cover for U of L. The money's coming in on Georgia Tech. I don't think it'll be an easy cover. I'm probably going to stay away unless I just you know throw like ten or twenty bucks on it just for a little bit of added fun to the watching experience. But I'm probably going to stay away just because no nobody really should know a lot about either one of these two teams, either yeah. one of them. I mean, Georgia yeah. tech as well. It's in Atlanta, but I don't think Georgia tech's really, it, it, it's in the, the Falcon stadium, Mercedes Benz. So it's not going to have a real home field advantage, which is good news for U of L, although there will be more Georgia tech fans there. So it's a, it's going to be a, should be a close game, I think, but you're right. There's a portion of U of L fans and especially Trevor Kelsey that they're, they're one and oh, and they're already looking to the home opener next Thursday. Oh man, um, I, I, when you mentioned the the games where they got a little overhyped uh, and then lost in the season opener, I, I went back to the Puma Pass and Petrino saying the offense could be even better with him at quarterback. And I, I can't remember. I don't. I don't think that. I think that was one of those kickoff games they had that year. But just all offseason being like, people, you all are all insane. And I think was that the two win team? That was the two win team, right? Yeah, yep, probably, is, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 18. Uh, ah, Puma Jawan pass. Whatever happened to him? Do we know? They bounced around a couple different teams, but I, I your guess is as good as mine if that guy's still playing any football. Yeah, I mean, I, I just – I remember he yeah, transferred somewhere, but I didn't I didn't really recall where. Yeah, they lost to Alabama 51-14 to to open the season. Transferred to Prairie View A&M. Yikes. Oh, infamous Gosh, I, I for some, 
had some one of the longest draft. losing streaks in college football history. That legitimately thought U of L was going to go into that game against Alabama and possibly win, but like they thought it was just it, it was a coin flip. Could go either way in the fourth <laughs> quarter because Bobby Petrino, you give him all summer to prep. He was saying that pass that the offense could actually be better that with Lamar Jackson being out of town, and they just were drinking up that Kool Aid like there was no tomorrow. And to to be fair, like. To hear Bobby Petrino super excited about an offense, it should, like, even if you're a, a butt slapper or even if you're not a fan of the team, you should be like, oh, man, he's excited about an offense. It may actually have some juice there. But he really told on himself when he was like, we won the Heisman Trophy, but we could be better offensively. It's just like the math, it ain't mathing on, on this one, Bobby. And sure enough, uh, they got dominated. You look at the coaching staff and the roster of that Alabama team, in 2018, I think all three quarterbacks on their roster are NFL starters, like high-level NFL starters. Jalen Hurts. Um, Mac Jones, and he was the third string, and then who's the other one? Tua. Tua, yeah, yeah. So, like, <laughs> it's nuts. That was just their that was their quarterback room in 2018. Yeah. And then you look at their coaching staff. and Jer Jerry Judy was a receiver for him, Devontae Smith. Uh, Trayvon Diggs and Patrick Sertain were their corners. Josh Jacobs was their running back. It's hilarious. I mean, it's a hilarious college football roster. All these dudes it could just, you know, they're they're great NFL players. Yeah. Jalen Waddle, Henry Ruggs. Um, yeah, they were loaded. Najee Harris at running back. Um, yeah, pretty good. Brian Robinson Jr. Yeah, they they had some guys on that team. Very funny that Louisville thought they could beat them. Yeah, and they'll have a better chance against Georgia Tech. Uh, I think we could all agree on that. But uh, it's exciting to be able. It's exciting to be able to talk college football. We'll we'll do more of it as the the show goes on. Utah, Florida, Roush. We got an update in that game that I think betters are probably going to want to be made aware of. Yeah, uh, Cam Rising not playing. He's out. Uh, I don't know what exactly his injury was, but the Utah quarterback. I mean, he's one of those two, TJ. I feel like Cam Rising has been the quarterback at Utah for seven years. Um, I didn't even realize he was able to come back. So I, I was kind of leaning under regardless beforehand, but now it's it's there's really going to be a feeling out process with a, a raucous crowd in Utah. That's a crazy home environment in Salt Lake. Um, you got Graham Mertz making his first start at Florida. Uh, and I don't have the name. I had it pulled up earlier, but they got a running quarterback that's going to be in for Utah now, uh, one of those dual-threat guys. So, yeah, there's going to be a filling-out process. I don't know how much the line have, – have you seen the line this this morning? Um, because I, last I saw it was at four and a half. I don't know if that moved dramatically or not um, I, once that news came out. Yeah, I also haven't I haven't double checked, but I'll pull it up here uh, momentarily. But that seems like a gift for Florida now. No, oh, oh, like a gift that he's not playing. Yeah, I right. mean, they, yeah. yeah, they've got to be excited about it. But at the same time, a lot of the biggest strength on of anybody in this game. I mean, because Cam Rising's a good quarterback, but I don't think. You know, it's not like Michael Penix at Washington or Caleb Williams where you're just spreading it out and slicing and dicing them, right? Like, Utah is very much like Kentucky. They're one of those, we're going to play physical and 
run it at you. We're going to play good defense. The strength of this this in this game is that Utah defense. So, and their, in particular, their ability to stop the run. And that that is uh, that's not changing just because Cam Rising's out. Um, so I'm fascinated about it. And yeah, the line's still at four and a half. 44 is the over under uh, in that game. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's funny that that's the over under Florida, Utah. And you think like, ah, that's kind of a, a low total for two power five teams that, especially in years past, have been known to, to light up a scoreboard. And you look mm-hmm. right underneath it in Nebraska, Minnesota, over under is a point less. Yeah. Four, 43 and a half. It's just like, oh, that's a pretty low. No- oh, not that low, though. Not Big, I mean, Ten, I, not Big Ten football low. I'm I'm feeling that it's going to be like both of those feel like unders, which means one of them is definitely not going to be. One of them is going to get a little out of hand. Um, I but say Nebraska, I, Nebraska, Minnesota. I, I say there's the over. Okay, okay. I Jeff Sims was you know speaking of Georgia Tech, he was at Georgia Tech uh, last year, and he had some fun games once. Uh, Brent Key took over as the uh, full-time head coach. The one I remember in particular was at Pitt, where Pitt was a top 25 team. And even though Kenny Pickett was gone, they were still solid, a really good defensive team. And it might have only been the second game with Key as the head coach. And Sims just went the hell off. Like, he was doing some crazy stuff uh, in a sleepy crowd at uh, Akershire, uh Stadium. And, I mean, beat the snot out of Pitt. Um, so I, I think that'll be fun at Nebraska, but I still just, uh, I mean, opening up your first game in, I mean, how many, how many coaches are they rebuilding now in Nebraska and you got to go on the road to play a big 10 opponent that has really taken care of business and been, I mean, PJ Fleck has, he, I, I don't, I think he had the one pop that one year with Rashad Bateman and Tanner Morgan. Uh, in 2019, I want to say, but for the most part, they've they've been just like a solid, above average program. Like that, that's not an easy task. Uh, even though Morgan is being replaced, um, and so is Mo Ibrahim. Uh, so they're, they're replacing a lot, but that's still a, a tough ask out of Nebraska. So I'm I'm just pumped. Like it feels like you always get a ton of question marks going into the, the season openers, but with Cam rising out at Utah, like this opening night, it really is just like, well, I'm not really sure what's going to happen, but uh, it's going to be fun to watch. And I know we'll all be watching uh, tonight as the college football season finally kicks off with week one action. Hey, Roush, you brought up Michael Penix in Washington. Is Kalen DeBoer still their head coach? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I think I'm going to bet Washington to make the playoff this year. I think they're going to be my wild, my crazy team to make it. They're going to be my team to fade this year. Ooh, um, Ooh. yeah. That ain't uh, in fact, I, I, if tomorrow I need to remember to bet them and like I'm high on Clemson, I'm out on Washington because doesn't Washington seem like the perfect? They've got a dark horse Heisman quarterback, but aren't aren't. It feels like back in the day, like your Dave Ragone at Louisville or your Brian Brom at Louisville. Like, oh, dark horse quarterback. This guy could be something awesome. Jake Hayner last year at Florida State or at Fresno State, excuse me. Dark horse Heisman candidate. He just had a big junior year. It's senior season. They can really show out. But then they just come back down to earth because, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I could just see that happening uh, with the Boar in year two where – 
I mean, Phoenix has been hurt how many times in his career, Scoots? Like, I, I can just see them all coming back down to earth in a really, you know, talented Pac-12. What's their – I wonder what their over-under win total is. I feel like we should – Nine have, and a half. Not – oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, so it, I, I've done more research than I probably should on this, Scoots, but they're at nine and a half, and so is Oregon, and I'm, maybe Utah is as well. And they all play each other the last five weeks of the season. Like they might have one week off here and there where they aren't playing each other. But yeah, it's um they're they're basically all just like, all right, take your pick of which team in this Pac twelve is gonna be the ten and two team and which one's gonna be nine and three or eight and four. Now, when you make these over under bets, see I I've I don't recall ever doing it in the past for college football. Does do you get the bowl win or the bowl game no. as part of that? No? You, you do not. Okay. No, this is just regular season. That's good to know. Okay. Should we make our college football playoff and national championship predictions right now? I don't want to make it like a big to-do. You know, I feel like every show does that. We'll do that with the UK win total tomorrow, although we already know Roush thinks UK is going to go six and six. But well, we, we I'll, I'll go ahead and give you my four if you all want to want to sure. think about it. I think Georgia's schedule is just too easy that they could even lose the SEC championship game and get in. So I've got them comfortably in. I like Ohio State over Michigan this year. It always seems like between you – know, you're going to get one Big Ten team. That's the one that I'm going to – maybe sometimes two. That's the one that I'm going to to roll with. I'm going to go USC. I know there's not a lot of drama there, but they just – they have – they're starting to, like, get the the skill position players of the USC of the old days. Not so much maybe in the trenches, but they're getting some real talent there on the outside. So there's – Number three, and then I hate doing this one probably more than anything else in my life, but Notre Dame. I just think their schedule's pretty easy, too. So I'll have them going to the college football playoffs as well. So there's going to be your four, and then I will actually shockingly pick against the SEC this season, uh, and I will go with Ohio State going to be winning the national championship. Uh, there's there's my college football playoff and there's my winner and uh i i usually don't do too great at these so so don't put too much stock <laughs> into it well tj i'll have you know that i agree with you on georgia and usc but i'm gonna go with michigan over ohio state i know ohio state's been the better team throughout the last decade or whatnot but michigan's a team that's been on the rise they've made two straight playoffs so they're going to make it three this year. They'll be my third, and I've got to go with Washington. So Washington, Michigan, Georgia, USC, and I'll take Michigan to win the championship. Wow, two Pac-12 schools. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yuck. A, a, a Pac-12 swan song goodbye. It could happen. It, it could happen. Yeah, it could. Yeah. I'll stick with it. Uh, Like you said, TJ, Georgia's schedule is just so easy um, that I, I feel like even if – they're going to be in there. Um, I'm high on Michigan. Uh, all, I think Ohio State's going to be the third best team in the Big Ten this year. I would put Penn State. That's going to be a bigger challenge than anything. But I, I'm going to take Michigan, Georgia. Um, Clemson is going to run the table. Um, they'll be undefeated going into the college football playoff. And um, Oregon's going to lose in the Pac-12 championship. And it's going to allow for Alabama to make it as the four seed in the college football playoff, despite not winning the West. They're going to get upset, uh, but they're going to find a way to sneak in. uh, And then Alabama is going to beat Michigan in the national championship. 
I, I did Saban not, back. I admittedly did not realize that three of my four college football playoff teams, Notre Dame plays Ohio State and USC, uh, which is kind of, you, you could, my picks may not be all that well thought out, as one texter points out on the Thornton's text line. <laughs> USC and Notre Dame won't both be in it. Both will lose a bad game and they'll play each other to knock the other one out for sure. Yeah. On the flip side, though, you could have Ohio State beat Notre Dame, Notre Dame beat USC, USC runs the table elsewhere, and there's the Pac 12 is good enough between Utah, Oregon, Washington, as Scoots has mentioned, where I think they could lose to Notre Dame and still be fine. I think Notre Dame could lose to Ohio State and still be fine. Ohio State, they could probably drop one, and as long as they win the Big Ten championship game over Michigan, they could be fine. And then, yeah, just parroting everything that's already been said about Georgia. I, I think this is Georgia's easily worst team in the last three years, but it's the easiest schedule that they've had. And I'm just staying away from Alabama. I know it's dumb. I know they're going to be good. I know they're going to be in the hunt. You'd be crazy to think otherwise, but – it just it, it kind of seems like they don't feel as confident about their roster as they do other years. And the West, obviously, for one final season is still a little bit tougher. They play out they play Texas too, but I think that's in Alabama. So that'll be uh that that's one that they should win, but still a tough game. But LSU I could see making the college football playoff. Texas AM, I think, is returning as many starters as just about anybody else in all of college football. They're gonna be good. They've got Bobby Petrino as their offensive coordinator. So I, I'm staying away from Alabama. It's more of an insurance play with Georgia, even though I don't think Georgia's probably the best team in the SEC, and I don't think they're one of the top four teams in the country, despite them going back-to-back. The uh, and, and it was one of those things, too, that I had, like, it's I'm, I'm trying to read fine the take I had to bounce off of that that like it went in my brain and went out of my brain well you think um, about it for a second because notre dame schedule actually isn't easy i shouldn't say that that's a dumb that's a dumb take of mine to say that it normally is easy so i think i was just kind of falling back but it, it's a good notre dame football schedule and you know the navy game's a joke but they'll have to win at nc state and i think nc state's gonna have a pretty fun offense this year they have ohio state come into town they'll have to go to louisville which that's probably going to be one of louisville that's you, the, the UK and the Notre Dame game, those are what U of L fans are debating. Which ones would be bigger for the program? Which one's going to make for a better atmosphere? And then they host USC, they play Pittsburgh, they go to the road at Clemson. So hand up, bad take by TJ. That's a that's a pretty darn good schedule, really. The the other take I uh it was about Alabama. There <laughs> they uh there was a lot of talk on the internet streets early in the preseason, like, man, Nick Saban's smiling a lot. What the hell is going on here? Somebody with uh, AL.com, Al.com, they got out a stopwatch and they calculated, is Nick Saban smiling more? And what does it mean for Alabama's success uh, in the the following season? And the results, using a stopwatch after watching every press conference going back to 2017, he is smiling more. it's, it was like 3% of his press conferences he was smiling, uh, which was, I think, double of what he did. But none of it correlated to success one way or the other, unfortunately. There's no scientific um, method to the madness of his smiling. But I just appreciated that there was some dude who probably spent – I mean, that's a whole afternoon and then some of just oh yeah Wait, getting a stop – just like and think of all the bullcrap coach speak that he had to sit through going through all those press conferences over the last six years. 
and just, for it to come out inconclusive too. Yeah, that that's the part that would be most frustrating. But I, at least he, I, I'm sure he's at least like, all right. Well, I'm glad we know that he is in fact at least smiling more. <laughs> when I was doing my free throw analysis, just to showcase that college officials are mostly a joke, that like they teams just automatically magically play differently depending on what building that they're in. There was when I was doing it and I realized how time consuming it was going to be. Like, I don't know, probably I was 45 minutes in and realized just how little of ground I had made. It did cross my mind that like, what if this proves to just be totally untrue? Like, what if I'm just, what if I'm an idiot and I'm going to spend hours on this and my hypothesis won't be accurate, which is how you should do science by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And sure enough, I, I was right. But yeah, to do that with the Nick Saban thing and then come away and be like, and, and and it doesn't even make a difference. Uh, we, we, we've got no evidence that it makes a difference. But that's also just a sign of how good things have been at Alabama, that you can do gimmicky little stupid stuff like Nick Saban smiling more. Here's what it means. Like, that's just a sign of you're bored. Like, you don't have real controversy yeah. within your program. You're just right, bored. Right. You're, you're playing. You're playing at this point. But – I'm excited to get it all started today to jump ahead on the Thornton's text line again. But before I do that, let me remind you of Thornton. Stop in, get your weekend, long weekend started right. And I yes, I'm talking as if it's already my Friday. Uh, but Thursday, Thursday's the new Friday. We've been saying that for years. They've got everything you need. We're going to have fresh donuts out at Elk Run because they're so good at Thornton's. Check them out today. May grab some bananas and fresh fruit. I'm just going to go into Thornton's tomorrow morning and just basically go to town. It's going to be a little shopping spree, and that way the people at Elk Run are going to know everything that Thornton's has to offer, and they will not be disappointed. Make sure you download the Refresher and Rewards app. It'll save you money at the pump as gas prices. They went down briefly, and then now they're back up, unfortunately. So you want to save 5 $0.10, cents, $0.15, cents, whatever you may be, depending on your status as a Refresher and Rewards member. But you're guaranteed to save something at Thornton's, and you're guaranteed to get your text read on the Thornton's text line when you text on in, 502-414-1450. We usually go in some sort of a chronological order. But we're going to take our first break, very long opening segment, Morning Pleasantries here. And a texter, I'm just going to read this as if they said it in the office. Where is the bobblehead? We'll give you a big Exports Radio studio update. The controversy continues. We won't spend as much time on it as we did yesterday. But things have not calmed down, if that's what you're wondering regarding Bobblehead Gate 2023. We'll come back. We'll tell you about it. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Nick Roush, Justin K. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Welcome back. I've got a question for commissioners in fantasy football leagues out there. Uh, in both of my leagues, I'm I'm the commissioner. One's been going on for, I think, like 20-something years or however long it's been. The other one's going on season eight. Uh, but a serious question, 
Does anybody know if you're doing an online draft, which stinks? One league, we don't do an online draft. We all get together. The other league, we mostly all get together with the exception of maybe one or two. And because of those one or two, we do an online draft. And it's okay. It, it ends up working out all right. It's hilarious how much quicker the online drafts go than the in-person drafts. But commissioners on Yahoo, specifically, do you all know how to change the online draft clock time? Like everybody gets 30 seconds to pick. Everybody gets a minute to pick. I figure it'd be something kind of easy to do, but I want to make sure that it's not just like a 30-second, you got to hurry, 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 hurry. Because if you do a 30-second one, you're getting through a round in at most six minutes, but realistically probably quicker than that because people know who they're going to want to pick instantly. Not everybody's going to take up the whole 30 seconds. So if anybody knows how to do that, please let me know, either on social media or on the Thornton's text line or wherever, how to change the live draft you're on the clock time. So that means that means you're the commissioner, TJ, right? I said I, I thought I'd yeah. be clear he's, that he, I was the he, commissioner with the 30-second thing about how I'm the commissioner in both leagues. Yeah. Listen here, pal. I, I just wanted to confirm before I gave you a congratulations. That's a big-time position there. No, uh, it's the it's, worst. It's, Nobody it, who it, wants to be the commissioner. It's a, it's a thankless job. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Um, I'm pretty sure that we uh, – my commissioner did that – while we, I, I mean, I couldn't, I wasn't paying the close enough attention. I think he did that in a Yahoo draft for us the other night. So I can, I can put in the ask for you if you need to, TJ. If he, if it's worth a text message, I'd appreciate it. I'm, I'm curious if you can even do it because I'm not a dummy. So like, I, I can go to the website and go to like the commissioner tools, and they give you a bunch of different options. I just am not seeing it anywhere. So I don't know if it's even a possibility. Yeah. So if you don't mind, Roush. That'd be great. Or if you know on the Thornton's text line, yeah, Scoots, it's a thankless job. In one of my leagues, there was an attempted coup about seven years ago. Uh, but like the Turkish president, I survived. And now the league, I have it more in my grips than ever, ever before. Why don't you all set it up where last place has to be commissioner? Because the real reason why I'm commissioner for as long as I am is because I get an email that says renew league and then everything just goes back normal where if somebody else had to do it, they'd have to create a league. I think they'd be able to implement the scoring system, but they'd have to send out all the invites. The league history may not be the same. So it's just easier for me to do it. And it's really not that hard of a job. You just, you enter the draft results, you collect the money, you pay out the money you take a little off the top, you don't tell anybody about, and then everything kind of works out pretty smoothly. <laughs> like no the, harm. I like to take the money off the top part. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a thankless job, so I've got to <laughs> thank myself to a certain degree. I hear you. Uh, get your text in, 502-414-1450. If you have any idea what I'm talking about, help me out. If you don't, just disregard. We're moving past it. But Mike Rutherford has not moved past the bobblehead gate. If you didn't listen to yesterday's show, Mike gets into studio on Tuesday, notices that his Casito bobblehead cookie that Trevor got him for his birthday that had just been there for a few days was missing. We find out. We finally get to hear Spears' side of the story yesterday. I broke the big exports radio boycott. I did listen to John Spears yesterday. Wow. And it was kind of it was it Mike got pretty fired up about this, uh, but Spears basically just said, "I liked it. I was told that if I like something in the studio, I'm free to take it." 
and I took it. And then he eventually kind of walked it back and said that, like, I'm, we're doing a bet on the golf game. It's a bet on the golf game. When in reality, it was just like, uh, you know, he, he saw something he liked. He, he decided to take it. Uh, but Spears took a few shots, Scoots, at the Mike Rutherford show yesterday. This rivalry is not slowing down. It, it is not. No, it was yesterday. It was a whole lot of fun, and I didn't get to listen to a whole lot of Rutherford, but I did hear his spiel on on the whole Spears thing, and he said that he was appalled by Spears' statement yesterday, thought he would apologize, no such luck. So, yeah, my gosh, the drama continues. Do you have that clip of him calling Mike and Trevor idiots? I do. Let me play that real quick. Text the show yesterday, the Rutherford show. I did. First of all, those idiots couldn't even find the text. He's not wrong. They couldn't find the text. Although then they went and made fun of John and saying we get more than just a few text messages into the show. That's true. Which yeah. is just it's crossing a line. That's a that's crossing a line of big X. But this is a, a serious matter. So John's under the impression I ain't giving this thing back unless you all beat us on Friday. Uh, Mike wasn't thrilled with something getting stolen and then stipulations being put on it being returned. <laughs> but I think he's I think he's down, Scoots. Like, I think we've got ourselves a little contest on Friday. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the situation I brought up yesterday with whole Justin Thomas thing being confident in the Ryder Cup, it seems like it worked the same way with Rutherford. So now he's going to go in with some confidence, like, oh, okay, i got to win. I have something to play for. Got to get Cookie Lady back. So, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. He seems seems fired up now. In my opinion, I still I still don't see a scenario we lose to uh, to John Spears' team for what it's worth. I, mean, I know I, I've never seen Mike Rutherford swing a golf club, uh, but I, I I don't know. I've seen you two swing golf clubs. I've seen myself swing golf clubs. We saw John Spears' team last year. The thing about it is their their average team age is probably like sixty two. And once you get to be that old and play golf, I just feel like you play better golf. Like you're not as long, but you're going to play straighter. They're going to have a lot of clean shots. So I, I'm, I mean, ultimately, I'm confident that we'll beat them as well. But I'm not as confident as I was a year ago. I'll tell you that. I'm con- I'm more confident. I've never actually been more confident in my in Sweet. my life. I love I'm, to hear it. I, I just I'm 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 anxious to see what we're going to get out of Mike. I, Roush, I know we're going to use a couple of your drives. You're going to bomb some. You'll probably hit a few iron shots. That'll be nice. I bet you'll make a putt or two. Scoots, I think you're going to be steady Eddie for us from time to time. I think I'll I'll be pretty consistent. What do we get from Mike Rutherford is the big question. We'll find out tomorrow at the Elk Run Golf Scramble. It is such a cool setup how all this stuff kind of played out. Shady Rays is going to be out there. They're going to have a tent. They're going to be giving discounts to every single golfer out there. But they're also going to be giving away some free shades. They're going to be doing a chipping contest uh, right next to somewhere on a hole. And, like, you can participate for free. And if you are able to chip and do what they're looking for, uh, you may get some free sunglasses for them. After we get off the course, we're going to have salseritas for all the golfers. So definitely stick around. We're going to be doing prizes. We're going to have a couple of raffle winners. Uh, but you're going to get a free lunch from d- delicious, delicious salseritas. We cannot thank them enough. They're catering for – it's going to be like 70, 80 people. So hang around. Make sure you build up an appetite on the golf course, and they're going to be waiting for us back at the Elk Run Clubhouse. Elk Run has been super accommodating with all of this as well. They're super excited to have us out here. They said the carts are going to be ready around 7.15, 7.30. 
And so you're going to show up for the golfers that are going to be out there. You're going to show up. You're going to pay. You're going to put your bags on your cart. You can listen to us do our radio show. You can grab some donuts. You can hit the putting green. You can hit some chips, whatever you're in the mood for. It's going to feel amazing tomorrow morning. I think we're going to be doing the show on their patio um, just because that's they, they said that there may be a little echo inside the clubhouse, but they said we could do it wherever we want. But I kind of want to be outside, but it may be a little chilly to start. It's just going to be a perfect, perfect Friday to get the college football season started. So shout out to Shady Rays, Salsaritas, Elk Run for helping us get all this stuff ready to rock and roll. And for the golfers out there, I think you all are going to be really, really happy. And speaking of the golfers out there, a texter on the Thornton's text line says, Hey guys, I tried to get a foursome, but unfortunately I'm playing in the big X scramble as a solo. Are there any other solos playing or do we need, or what do we need to do when we get there? Yes, there's going to be a team of solos, by the way. And intern Jacob may play with the team of solos. I don't think he's going to, but he, but he could if he wanted to. And then my mom and stepdad, they had some plans change, and they were thinking about maybe coming out as a twosome, so they could be a solo team potentially as well. So we're gonna have you're going to be taken care of. Uh, you're just going to go out there. There's going to be a cart. Your all's thing is going to say singles, and you're going to probably meet three new people and uh, and put together a fun golf round, I'd imagine. You're going to get some Shady Rays probably. You're going to get some Salsaritas as well. Uh, you'll have a good time. So singles are welcome out there. We look forward to seeing everybody. Hopefully no calls. Hopefully no no calls, no shows. I think we had one last year. Wait, Mama Jennings going to be out there? She is, I think, going to be out there in some capacity. She wanted to play, and I was like, well, you certainly you could find two more people to play. She's got like a million golfing friends. But she was like, ah, you know, she was kind of giving me the runaround. But she may, I think she's going to be out there. If she doesn't play, she's going to be out there just hanging out. Um, so, yeah, she'll be out there. Sweet. I'll tell her to go over Scoots oh, and say, give her a, well, give her a what's up. I, I think it's funny that you went on that whole rant yesterday about your family and friends not signing up, and then now all of a sudden your mom's coming. So shout out to her for seeing the writing on the wall, seeing her baby boy was a little upset, and she said, I'll, I'll come on out. Uh, I'll take with, a hit. Nothing to, do, <laughs> nothing to do with that, unfortunately. I wish that was the case, Scoots. It'd make me feel better. But they had, they were gonna, she was going to be doing some vacationing, but I think the hurricane kind of scared away some of her friend group and whatnot so she's she's just safe put i'm sure hurricane smurricane i'm sure she's got another planned vacation to that part of the region in a month it seems like it's a every other month sort of deal for her so she'll <laughs> be okay be nice like just to uh, we talk about getting old and like oh you can just um you know play golf all the time wouldn't it be nice too to just like vacation all the time it's just one perpetual vacation it would be sweet. Yeah, it, it, that's that's living well, I would imagine. I, I told the wife last night, I was like, I kind of wish we were going to D.C. tomorrow like we were last Thursday. And that trip, I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. But just Roush traveling without a kid, even though I've only done it like four times in my life, my kid's not even two years old, so it's not like I have decades of experience with traveling with a kid or a toddler. But traveling without a toddler, man. Easy Street USA. Yeah. Like, we were, we just, you know, I could go somewhere like, hey, I'm going to go grab a drink. Okay, I got to go to the bathroom. We'll meet back here. You know, just not having to worry about a kid. Real luxury. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, it's funny. I've, it's funny how that works. Yeah, especially with the, the airplane stuff. Uh, oh, man, that's another that's another part two as well. Uh, all right, text on in 502-414-1450. Maybe we'll read a few texts here because we're kind of up against the end of hour one. 
Corey Price trivia in hour two. And I think he's coming off his best trivia stuff last week. I was on the way to the airport, so I was playing along. I was texting the guys playing along. First off, I did really good on last last week's Corey Price trivia. It's a shame I was on air to showcase that. But I'm excited for this week. I'm, I'm interested to see what he's got cooking up. Say next mail on Friday. I know he's going to be excited for that one. The start of the UK football season. And Roush, we got to see the Corey Price was the one behind all this, but we got to see the all Kroger Field Commonwealth Stadium 50th anniversary team yesterday. We did. We did. Um, and I, I, I think for the most part, um, we, we nailed it, at least on the first teams. But, you know, there's with any of these, you can always do some nitpicking. Um, and I mean, I'd be happy to nitpick at some other points, but. Uh, well, We'll talk with him about yeah. it. I, Chris Rodriguez needed to be on first team, but you know, no, 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 I'm fine with that. No, no, you're wrong though. Unfortunately, he needed to be on first. Team. Sonny Collins was SEC Player of the Year, so like, yeah, I'm I'm taking SEC Player of the Year over Chris, who, and and Chris also did it over a longer period of time. I mean, he was at Lexington for. I put Chris years. Rodriguez over Benny Snell. Yeah, that's crazy. Not absolute crazy. insanity. <laughs> I mean, if you watch both those, if you watch both those runners, Chris Rodriguez was a better running back. He would just cough the ball up a little bit more. Yeah, well, but he but he still did a lot more for the program. Like, no offense to Chris, but I think that's debatable. I, I think it's debatable. We're up against it, unfortunately, so we're not going to get into that. Ah. Mm. Uh, what do we got first on the Thornton's text line? We can read one and maybe hit the break. Benny's looking for a new job. Chris, he's got one in Washington. So, uh, uh, Benny a little older, though. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, right. I'm worried. You made, my, I, you made my point for me. I'm right, sure. <laughs> I'm worried he's not going to find another job, though. Uh, oh, I think, yeah, I think he's done. That's why I think we thought he was going to get cut from the lines. He just didn't really seem like, you know, he was never a speed back, but it looked like he'd even lost a step from what he had. And then – you can you can only bruise so much in the NFL as a running back unless you're Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry's got a burst too. So it, yeah. it just seemed like he whatever he just had lost a step, uh, and that's kind of running backs in the NFL, right? They've got a pretty short shelf life. Yeah, yeah. I was I was hoping he would get at least a second team, get another one year deal, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen, um, unfortunately. So come on back, hang out with us, Benny in Lexington. We still love you. We just do, do some media or something. We do. But yeah, that's crazy about NFL running backs. That's why I decided not to be an NFL running back. It's like you only yeah. get a couple years. You know? Right. You so why even, why even mm-hmm. go through this? You take yeah. all these hits. I've got a family. I've got to worry about. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. One texter says, AI can never replace Scoots. Oh, we read that one yesterday to end the show. Uh, beautiful idea, TJ. Nick should end every article and podcast and tweet and Facebook post and guest appearance on TV and radio with Tony and Dwight with a big-time roll call. Couldn't agree more, Texter. I, it's not even asking all that much, Roush. Um, it'd be funny if I was – like I, I go on this show in Atlanta quite a bit. They're like, what is that guy saying? Like, Why is he yelling roll call at us? <laughs> Yeah, good. It could be your shtick. Oh, here comes the roll call guy back on the radio again. Oh, gosh. Yeah. What is he even saying? Is he saying yeah. ro- Roki? Ro- but that could ro- be a way that they keep inviting you back is because, like, hey, next week, let's try to figure out what he's saying at the end of this interview. And then next week, like, okay, we know the first word's roll, but what the heck is that second one? It's like, yeah, a, no, it could, be, it could be your gimmick. It's like a pan-pam situation. 
<laughs> Maybe I can help out with that. <laughs> That's a good one, Scoots. Hour one done. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call coming up next. After this, Corey Price trivia. You're not going to want to miss it. See if you can get stumped by Corey. And we'll read more Thornton's text line. We'll talk Cats versus Ball State. We're all just super pumped up for college football season. Don't go anywhere. We're back after this. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. Oh, Big Radio. We'll only take one more break at the rest of the show. And that's exciting because that means we get to do a lot of talking, a lot of sports talking with TJ Walken. <laughs> and we get Corey Price trivia. We get Scoots and Justin Kalen. And we get Nick Roush. So it's going to be a fun second hour for you. We already mentioned them once. But remember Salsaritas for any and all your catering needs. It is tailgate season. It is high school football season. Salsaritas can make things really easy for you because you can do all the catering on their app and it can they can deliver it to you. They can have it ready for you at the store, just waiting there, whatever whatever works best for you. Just keep Salsaritas in mind for their catering. We, I'm a frequent customer on their catering. It does not disappoint. It's a huge hit. There's very little leftovers, which I think is always a good sign of a good catering. It means people are eating. And uh, it, it's just, it just makes it so easy. Whether you do a taco bar, you can make your own stuff. Uh, you can make your own, really, you can make anything you want because they give you all the ingredients to do just that. Check them out. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and in St. Matthews. Salsaritas, I get to have it tomorrow. Very excited about that. Roush, fun first hour. Any quick hitters you want to get to before we get Corey Price on for trivia? Yeah, did you watch uh, the Nebraska volleyball game last night? 92,000 no. people at Memorial Stadium. Um very cool. I was just scrolling through Twitter, looking at all of the different images, videos. I mean, it was just a surreal scene. Largest crowd ever for a women's sporting event. Uh, very, very cool. Um, wish uh, Apparently, Omaha has played Nebraska close in the past, but, you know, they, they did not last night. So, it wasn't a very entertaining game. I probably I only watched a little bit of it. Um, but very cool to see the the folks in Nebraska. They uh, they they care about volleyball very much out there. Um, so it was cool to see them rally around that team. But uh, and also it's a good reminder that Kentucky they've got a big game coming at Rupp Arena tomorrow night. Pitt is uh, becoming a perennial Final Four team uh, in the ACC. They're very good. Uh, I believe they lost. If I'm not mistaken, I think they lost in Nebraska in last year's national championship. That game's at Rupp tomorrow. So if you don't have any plans, uh, might want to go check it out. Might want to go check out the Cats uh, take on the Pitt Panthers. Yeah, you think 
UK athletics would want to like advertise that game a lot and go on like multiple different radio shows and get people out there for that. Because especially seeing the Nebraska crowd, uh, no, you're not going to get 92,000 people inside of Rupp Arena, although that should be the goal. Let's just see if we can do it. Let's see the fire state. Let's just see what it looks like. Fire state. Our marshal's going to be pissed. Be damned, you know, but we're, do- we're trying to break history here. I like the fake, uh, who was it? Fake Bo Bellini tweet. He was like, I want to see a football game played inside a volleyball arena now. <laughs> so is that what they did? They played at the football stadium? Correct. Oh, okay. I missed it. Sorry, TJ. Where do you think they got 92,000 people? Just a field? I, don't, I mean, there's a bunch of them in Nebraska, so yeah, maybe. Uh, too much corn. Eh, it may be getting, coming down now. I don't know. Scoots, look up at Jim... Jim M. Weber, he's he tweeted out a video of the drone show they did for like their intermission entertainment. It's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Uh, it's neat. It makes you wonder what a UK U of L volleyball crowd outside could get this time of the year, where the weather's nice. You don't you you could have to worry about rain, but you know, uh, ideally, ideally not. You don't have to. You wouldn't have to worry about it being too cold. That's for sure. I don't think you could get 92,000 people, Roush, but I think you could probably get 40,000. I don't think that's crazy if you plan for it long enough in advance. Well, and the big thing, I forgot who it was, said it on Twitter, but um, they uh, they were like, yeah, why can't you do Kentucky basketball at the football stadium? But, um, I don't Big Blue Madness is what they mentioned, but I was like, ah, I think it'd be more fun to do like an actual game. Um, be very cool. So I'm all about at least at least trying once to do something of that magnitude would be awesome. Um, I don't think it's something you can do regularly, but hell, if Nebraska can do it, so can we, by God. So can we. Well, I thought Scoot said something to say. Sorry, I'm just unmuted. I was distracted. Oh. I was watching the drone show. Pretty yeah, cool. well, Nebraska's got like a very rich history in volleyball, so I don't think that we could do 92,000 people. Uh, but you could get a lot of people. Volleyball, one of the fastest growing sports in the country, and UK, pretty solid at it. Although I didn't realize that they had already lost a game this year. That's not good. Lost yeah. to Colorado State. Yeah, ideally you don't lose games, but yeah, they, they lost. I, I I didn't watch any of their opening weekend stuff, so I can't. I, I, just, I, like, sort of I didn't even know that they had lost. I know that they had won a game, but I, I knew that they beat Western, although I didn't know that that was like a, a jamboree, an exhibition game. I thought it was the real deal. But this is a big opportunity for them. If they're really going to be national powers, they need to take care of business against Pittsburgh. And if they're not, then Pittsburgh's probably going to handle them pretty easily because Pittsburgh's a pretty good team, but likely would mean UK is probably not going to win the SEC. Would be a tournament team, I'm sure. But hey, uh, Justin with when you win a national championship, you're kind of setting the bar pretty high. So the expectations is to future compete for national champions championships. And I, I don't know if this team is good enough to do that. But we'll find out. If you can do it against Pittsburgh, probably means you're right there. So that's a big, big match for them tomorrow. What time? Uh, seven on the SEC Network. So again, like you're competing with high school football, you're not average. Yeah, I mean, but like that, that's. I mean, they, they play Friday, Sunday though. Like that's just what they do. Um, you can't compete against Kentucky football, um, and you do two game matches a weekend. So, 
you are right, but I still think you could probably do a Saturday night one with the game being at a noon. I just, I, I, I get it, and they're going to be playing a lot of games at Rupp, but like this is one they want a huge crowd out, and they're probably not going to get it just because there's other stuff going on. Nobody yeah, I mean, but like, that, that, play I think that's just a volleyball problem, period. Like, I, I don't, I don't, but Nebraska played last it. night, so if they can do it last night, I'm sure other teams could too. They also played Omaha, who, like, isn't. I mean, isn't there? I don't. I'm not good with geography. Maybe Shannon O'Bannon can help me. Um, but I, I think it's a little bit easier. Like if Kentucky were playing Western and it was a one-off, but I believe somebody else is coming in town too this weekend for a series form. Haven't checked it, but um, yeah, I just think the 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 bigger thing I agree with you is that the the advertising for it is has not been great. Like I, no. I heard about it initially, but I haven't haven't since. I think sometimes UK athletics forgets that there's fans in Louisville from time to time. I know uh, they do they do the luncheon every year, but they don't even do that may seem of a job advertising that, to be honest with you. Like so they, they, should play, have, they should have spots on our radio show over at the radio show in Louisville talking about things going on in Louisville, but yeah, neither here nor there. They they so they play Pitt Friday at Rupp, Friday night, and then they travel to Pitt Sunday. So back to backs. Don't see that very often. Yeah, that's that's bizarre. Even all the more reason they could have played this game during the week and probably gotten more eyeballs on it. But again, I'm not going to argue any more volleyball scheduling with you. Do we have Corey Price on the phone for Pete's sake? We do. That was the text message that Scoot sent us. It said, Corey's here and ready. I, 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 rock and roll. I sent a text and I sent it to the Google chat and you still didn't see it. So... Yeah, but even that, I mean, Scooch, you're such a dweeb. You can't give even me guff about a, it even that, could be a so, even that could be a softball to be like, we sure do, Corey Price on the line, and then we just go straight into the interview easy peasy. Yeah, but instead we I, wanted to, to insult you. Not, not all of us are just on our phones doing a million other things while doing a radio show, Scoots. Not me either. Oh, sorry, I got distracted watching the video. Yeah, because Roush told me to. I thought it was show. I thought it was homework for the show. My bad. Homework. Homework, <laughs> Corey. Sorry, you had to hear all this, buddy. You you, you don't need uh, to hear the the inner in house fighting. It is probably fine. No worries. Now Scoots has his mute mics, his mi- microphone muted, so he can't hear Corey at all. <laughs> I mean, Scoots, why don't you go take a lap, buddy? Okay, I'm I'm going to take a couple right now. Corey, sorry you had to hear all that. We'll try this again. That's yeah, fine. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Corey Price, everybody. Corey, I love seeing the the finalized teams for the for the fifty years at, at Commonwealth Stadium, now Kroger Field. I'm sure that was pretty time consuming for you. I didn't realize how many people you had reached out to, and uh, thank you for putting together that list. What are your thoughts on the finalized list? Doing the whole process, uh, I thought it went well. Like I said, it, it was uh, time consuming. Probably take more time than I thought it would, but. Uh, it was worth it. Um, so I started back in uh, the first part of the month, just going on Twitter and asking uh, as many people in the local media that I could going to do it, and like I, I got sixty-one people to to do it, which was great. And uh, uh, the results came out yesterday, and uh, it's definitely a, a little bias towards uh, recent players because a lot of people I uh, got. To uh, give me their their um, opinions on Twitter were uh, younger, so um, not as many um, older players that I would have liked. But uh, I still like the 
Yeah, and Corey, I, I think that anytime you get a team like this, that that's going to happen. Um, were there any omissions um, of older players that you who who are some of those guys you would have liked to seen on there? A few that might have just missed the cut. Well, um, it's a shame. I I think Derek Ramsey was a great QB. Only problem is, I mean, who who do you take off between Couch, Woodson, and Jared? So. And yeah. it's unfortunate for, for Ramsey. Um, he's, he's not old, but um, Raphael Little, uh, I think he's probably one of the six six best backs uh, at UK the last fifty years, and he he didn't make the uh, the uh, three teams. So it's, it's, those are probably the two that stand out to me the most. The uh, the I think the way we solve. Uh-oh. I think that's a Roush thing. I had Raphael Little on my second team. Roush, you're breaking up, I believe. Uh, but is, yeah. I am curious to hear what Roush, what Roush was going to, to say in that regard. Uh, it was a fun exercise. You said 61 people were involved. Did you have anybody that didn't email you back? Uh, uh, well, I mean, yeah. I, I asked pretty much as many as I possibly could. Uh, there uh on Twitter, other several that didn't respond because either they just don't get on Twitter a lot, or not least didn't see my DM. But uh, I actually had about eighty to eighty-five that initially said that they would do it, and then there's about twenty to twenty-five that I guess I guess just got too busy with work or uh, thought they couldn't do it or something. I don't know. So, but I'm I'm, I'm still oh, happy with pretty, the, uh, sixty-one. Uh, to, get, to get sixty-one yeah. people, that's a pretty solid list. And yeah, you're right. It's probably going to have a little emphasis on some of the. The, the players that have played more recently, that's just to be, that's the case uh, on lists like these. But I'm glad that you did take the time for it. Roush, we've got you back now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, I stepped on my, my microphone cord. But, yeah, I, I just, I think the difficult part of this in general is, A, styles of the game that have changed over the last 50 yeah. years. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, like, all-purpose player could maybe rectify some of that for a guy like Raphael yeah. Little. It was a real slash yeah. play. Like there, there's a lot of guys at Kentucky that have been a lot of fun who are these slash players. Uh, but also the defensive styles, like it's just why tackle six versus three, four, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's just, there's, yeah. there's a lot of differences in there. Um, like I don't see Bud Dupree and Josh Allen as linebackers. Yeah, uh, whereas yeah. like some others might. So like anytime you're doing this, you're splitting hairs with teams, but all in all, I think a lot of the people in there, uh, that needed to be in there, got in there. But the re- the recency bias only frustrated me with a couple of the defensive backs. No offense to, like, Lonnie Johnson, but um, his yeah. pro- like, he was good, but I would have taken Derek Beatty over that guy, you know? Um, he had right. a little bit more production, was there for four years. But some of it comes down to, do you value the uh, high-end play, or do you value, like, at, at one time, or, or, or is it, like, longevity? Like, which matters more? Um, so, yeah. Uh, but for the most part, that like that first team offense is just like that. I can't argue with anybody on that first team offense from tackle all the way down. Um, I, I will say, I, I don't think it's recency bias to believe that center, the center position, might be as good now as it's ever been at Kentucky football. Right. Uh, yeah. Because there was there it was slim pickings the farther you go back. Yeah, uh, I agree that the whole Josh Allen uh, Dupree thing. Uh, 
I was kind of going back and forth on that, and I finally decided to, I decided to encourage the people that we're selecting to uh, think of them as linebackers. But like I said, it, you know, they they really played a DN type role at UK. So, and uh, once again with Little, um, if I had like a athlete slash all all, all purpose uh, spot on on the three teams, he probably would have made it. It would have probably been like Bowden would made it too, and then you open up right. an avenue for another receiver, like a, a Dickie Lines maybe, to make the cut. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, But nevertheless, still really awesome to take this stroll down memory lane over the last 50 years. And I know the Big Blue Nation really uh, appreciates all, all the hard work you put in um, to make this happen. Yeah, thank you, Corey. Oh, no problem, guys. It was my, my pleasure for sure. And the good news is you don't have to do it for like another 25 years. So you, you're off the hook. <laughs> yeah. Maybe 10, yeah. but at least 10 years, you're, you're off the hook. Uh, do you have some trivia for us? I do, but first off, uh, TJ, you mentioned uh, the big blue moon last night. And uh, I've, uh, I have a Mount Rushmore of uh, famous people with the uh, last name Moon. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I want to I'm yeah. pleased. Warren's got to be on that, right? Yep. Uh, so Warren, of course, was the uh, QB for uh, at least in the uh, 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 1984 to 2000. Um, uh, the Oilers, you know, obviously he's amazing quarterback. There's uh, Howard Moon. I don't know if you remember the the uh, I, I, I'm old I'm old Greg sketch from like two, 2005. Y'all. That's the guy's that? name. Yeah, uh, uh, that's the guy who found uh, old, old Greg, yes. In the, in the oh, boat. man, love old Greg. I'm old Greg. Yep. I, I, I'm, I'm old Greg, familiar. that's right. Oh, yeah, well, it's extra it, creamy. Yeah, it was. It, uh, it it went viral before viral was even a thing, I think. Uh, there's uh, Jackie Moon. That's Will Ferrell's oh. character. In, well, Jackie Moon definitely should be on that list for sure. Some uh, and then there's hot dogs, Jackie, for all these people. Corn dogs, right. corn dogs, yeah. yeah, corn dogs. Yeah. And then finally, uh, Keith Moon, who was the former drummer yes. of the band The Who. I was, I'm, I'm glad you had Keith Moon in there. I was, I got a little worried there at the end, but if you ever want to, just he is the craziest rocker. Like of all of the crazy rock and roll guys, um, I, yeah. his antics. Just look them up. They, they are. Who? Oh, it's yeah. Wild child, to say the least. Yes, he was. That's why he died young. <laughs> yes, he, yeah, he sure did. There's but, I, uh, I could have named very many moons off the top of my head. So that's a good list. Yeah. So uh, we're playing uh, Ball State in the opener, of course, and they're in the MAC. So I've got a few questions about UK playing uh, MAC schools. What? So there's, Bring it on. Yep. So there are currently 12 schools in the MAC uh, for football. Uh, of those 12, which two has UK never played in football? Ooh, okay. Um, I know one of them. Um, I'm just going to go out. We'll, we'll work together for these, TJ, because there's going to be multiple. I know one of them is Buffalo because um, they're, they're a newer addition. So. Yeah, I, was, I was going to – w- Buffalo, I think, is correct. I agree with that. Yep, it is. Is uh, the other one Bowling Green? No, we have played uh, Bowling Green. And they actually beat us, I think, in 1984 or 85. Before my time, doesn't count. 
Uh, so that would be my guess. And really, I would think Kentucky had played every other one of them. The only one I can think of is maybe one of the directional Michigan schools. But uh, that would be my only guess would be Bowling Green. See, and that's where you're, you're on to something, TJ, because the MAC, the one thing that is cool about the MAC, uh, despite conference realignment, the MAC has been largely intact for most of its history as just the Ohio uh, football conference. So I, I know Eastern Michigan's been on it. Um, I know they've played Central Michigan because I remember West, those it's gotta games. Be gotta be Western, yeah, Western Michigan. You're right. It is Buffalo. Hey, way to go, Ralph. Way to go, Ralph. There, there you go, guys. Yeah, that's good. Good. Uh, so the next one. Uh, when was the last time the UK lost to a current Max school in football? I guess when, when, and who? I guess. Uh, Ohio in what? 2003 was it? Uh, yeah, I think it's 2003, and uh, but that I don't. Did Joker lose to one? <laughs> no, you, you never uh, okay. I don't think so off the top of my head. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that would be my guess as well. I was at that game, the throwback game, throwback helmet. Uh, you are right outside the school, but you're you're off by one year. They lost to Ohio in 2004, actually. Oh, four. Okay. Okay. Yep, I was a freshman, and I was at the game, and that was that was uh, embarrassing. To say the least. They were wearing the sweet jerseys though that day, Corey. Kind of looks like they, they, they were, but it didn't matter because they lost to Ohio. So it's you know. And they like kind of got beaten, not like handedly, but it also didn't come down to like the last possession either. Yeah, they lost by by twelve. It wasn't wasn't good. <laughs> Thank goodness and, uh, football is in such a better place now. Uh, all right, so we got the year wrong on that. That's a little disappointing. I thought I was right. Year, year, but. year two of Rich Brooks, too, and there was a lot of people who were like, gosh, why do we hire this old man that hasn't been good at coaching right. since the mid-'90s at Oregon? So, yeah. And then the, this last one, I, I don't expect you all to get the exact answer. This will, this will be like a who, who's closest. Uh, what is UK's combined all-time winning percentage against schools currently in the MAC in football? Seven twenty-four, Bob. Okay. I'm gonna go uh, eighty-eight, eight, eight, nine. Uh, Roush is closer. It is eight twenty-six. Oh man, we were. Whew, that was that was very. We we're all over oh, that. I should have. Yeah, close, close. But so they, they, in honor of Bob Barker, we all did say that you can't go over. <laughs> We made that rule very clear just moments before we played the game today. Yeah. Their, their, their exact record against uh, schools in the MAC is 35, 7, and 1. Uh, okay. All time. Pretty good. Not too shabby. Yeah. Not too shabby. Knowing some of the dark years of UK football history, that number could be worse. So that's. That's good, uh, but the dark times are long in the past, Corey. We get started again on Saturday. You'll be up in the press box, right? Uh, yes, yes, I will. Very exciting stuff. If you want to see all of Corey's list voted on by media members, make sure you're following him on Twitter, at CoreyP08, and plenty of other outlets also use it as content items, so Kentucky Sports Radio, you can go there and see it as well. But Corey's got the whole thing over on his Twitter page. Make sure you're following along there. Uh, are you allowed to give score predictions for UK football games, or is that something you're interested in? Uh, I'll probably refrain. I mean, I, it, it's, I think they'll win. I, 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 don't, I 
don't know about exact score or anything, but um, understandable. They, they, yeah, they should they, they should have a problem with, with Ball and State. Does Mail keep it within twenty one of Saint X? You think? Or oh you wow! Oh, you 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 you're funny. Um, <laughs> actually, uh, Mail's nine nine and six against Saint X since uh, tw- uh, twenty thirteen. So I think we should be asking if Saint X will keep it close. So. Wow! That seems, like, that seems like an arbitrary year to cut off the series. I wonder why that is, Corey. I mean, it, I mean, it, it's, that's that's ten years. That, that that's a pretty good size. Of, no, of, just you know. random numbers, <laughs> random numbers thrown out there just to skew it. I know how you statisticians work. Uh, no, it should be a really, really good game. I would think, Corey. It should, yes. I mean, I, I think they're probably uh, the top two in six A. I would say right now, so. Yeah, it should be should be a lot of fun. Uh, you'll definitely. Are you going to be there on Friday at the game? I will be out of town, unfortunately. So I'll try and okay. find it online or something. Gotcha, gotcha. I know sometimes you'll when when they're playing in town, you're you're no stranger to being there. No. Uh, all right, well, Corey, we'll talk to you next Thursday with more trivia. We cannot thank you enough for your time, and this was a this was a pretty informative Corey Price trivia Thursday. So thank you for everything, buddy. No problem, guys. All right, we'll talk to him next week. We're going to take our last break, come back, get to the Thornton's text line on your Thursday edition. Certainly kind of feels like a Friday. Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kent. It's cornbread and chicken, where I come from. A lot of front porch picking, where I come from. Trying to make a living and working hard to get to heaven, where I come from. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Shout out to Bob Loran. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. Look out. Justin Kalins, the producer, Nick Roush, and I'm TJ Walker. We appreciate you listening along. Seven to nine, Monday through Friday, replay of the show on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM from 9 to 11, and get your podcast wherever you get your podcast. I enjoy radio. I can like it. I consider it almost, it's like my last outlet in sports media, Roush, and it's I consider it like therapy to a certain degree. But never having to ever like just say what our show is and where you can find it, which you have to do. Like you just you have to do it because this is you want people you want new listeners and you want not everybody's been listening for a long time. But if I never had to do that again, I'd be a happy boy. Well, okay, well, you can just tell me to do it. Want, want that? <laughs> no, no, and it's not. It's just like you know, it's just a necessary evil that you got to do every day. You just have to yeah. like, plug your show. Oh yeah, yeah. Plugging is does get tiresome. Uh, as someone who's posting things and pro- yeah, it yeah. Uh, but just know, like you know, we we kind of need to do. It. We just it's something we got to do. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. But but anyways, that's where you can listen to our, show. We're on our podcast. Yeah. We're on social media. We're on all that fun stuff. High fives all around. Thanks to Corey Ooh. Price for joining us and doing some trivia, talking a little. UK football history, and a little high school sports as well. Keep the text coming in on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Did you all see I got a pair of green wolf Shady Rays yesterday? 
They look sharp. They I didn't really see. Sharp. Didn't see them, but I heard Mike talking about them. I, I saw them because um, somebody else noticed you were sick brag about your perfect attendance, TJ. I couldn't believe that slipped in in the background. I should have caught that oh. before posting. As uh, it's embarrassing of me, but I did. I posted. By the way, we're giving away a shirt on the KRC Instagram page. I wanted to give everybody a chance to announce it on air, um, but a lot of people are already participating in that. So go look at the Kentucky Roll Call Instagram page if you want a Kentucky Roll Call shirt mailed to your home. Uh, you can you can do that. But yes, I've also posted a picture of the Green Wolves. Unfortunately, we don't have those to give away, although I think Shady Rays is giving away some really nice pairs tomorrow at the Big X Scramble. Those are for Daddy. Those are for me, and they're awesome. I, you all are going to have to put them on when we're on the course tomorrow because it's it, like it really does change the way the fairways look from the rough, from the green. It just it really does weird things to your eyeballs. So they're sweet. They look sharp. I'm going to look sharp wearing them tomorrow. Shout out to Shady Rays. Shout out to Intern Jacob. Shout out. A lot of shout outs shout here. Out. Kentucky roll call today. Uh, South End Josh has a shout out. You don't have to key in on Jeremy Flax to know he's just awful. Just watch the plant forward over the defensive end. Made no move. Just shoved him into a running Will Levis. Guy's cheeks. Somebody is very anti-Jeremy Flax. Well, that do you have any other counter though? Do you do you say, well, no, that's you know, you can't judge him just off one play. He did a lot of good things, and maybe you have some examples of those. Um, I don't have examples of those good things, but you're correct. Um, and I, <laughs> I I went through the psyche too. Like it's so people, it's so much easier to blame Flax because he was the new guy that came in last year, whereas like we had seen Kenneth Horsey be good on the Big Blue Wall. We'd seen Eli Cox be good on the big blue wall, and we didn't want to blame anything on Jagger because he's the Lexington kid who was this blue chip recruit. So it's easy to just put all the 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 fault on Flax's shoulders when that's just unfair. No, no other way around it. All right, I like that answer there. Do you want to throw South and Josh a second, or just move on to the next one? Uh, we can just move on to the next one because oh, okay. um, Flax has got to earn it. Flax has got to earn it. Well, no, you'd be giving it to him. To South and Josh. Right, right. But, you know, oh, he still has saying. to. Yeah. Like, he, he has to prove everybody yeah. wrong that he's not Cheeks. No, you know, I, I hear you. And then if he does prove it, though, you're going to be. You really are. I, I would say, I don't know if I've heard every media member's opinion on Flax across the board. But I would say you're more optimistic. And it's not even like you're going over the top. You're just saying, like, hey, this dude doesn't completely stink. Yeah. And like if he's so bad, like I mean he would he would be starting for I mean, we, we mentioned it yesterday with other guys who are starting at other power five programs. He would start at another power five program too. Like that's there's no doubt about it. So like you can't just you can't just take last season and just throw him in the trash because it didn't work out well. Then you'd have to do that for a lot of other guys too. So um because hey a lot of those starters are coming back that are playing on this offensive line this year. Another texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, says, damn, they're doing jersey predictions on KSR++. Where the F do I sign up? Doing a lot of other things, too. Uh, yeah, look at scouting reports. are all behind the paywall now, too. So that's, that's a big change. So if you want some advanced uh, scouting on Ball State, KSR plus 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 50% off this week. 
I uh, that that's probably a good move for you all to put. I know a lot of people like that from Luckett, so I think you all will probably tick off some people, but you'll get yeah. more subscriptions because of it. I mean, you got to put it, for the paywall to work. You have to put things behind it that were, you know. I mean, it's just how it's how they work, right? Like Justin Rowland can't put all of his scoop out there on for free for the the Cats Illustrated paywall to to work. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. John Calipari was at the Sports Center complex, uh, uh, what two days ago or yesterday, whatever day it was. Didn't say anything that I thought was overly interesting. He, you know, he's got some thoughts on nil and stuff like that. That really isn't anything too wild or crazy, in my opinion. But he did talk about the group that he's got this year and seems to. I'm really liking what I'm seeing, and more importantly, they're getting along together. So you've got a young group, but they're really excited. It should be fun. He did go on to say that his best teams have been younger teams with veterans, and he says that's what we've got this year. So uh, I, I think the swaggy cat, if I never had to hear the word swaggy Cal again, I'd, I'd be happy. But he does seem pretty confident going into the season, although I, I really don't think there's too many years where he's not. Although last year he did try to pump the brakes for everybody. People do forget that. He tried to pump the brakes in a big way. We all just – didn't want to believe it or wouldn't believe it, myself included. And then November and December rolled around. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. But normally he's pretty optimistic. He's pretty confident. This year doesn't seem to be an exception. Although I will say, last year he did try to warn folks. Yeah, um, he did. Um, I don't uh, really have much more than that. Like, he, But Cal goes on SportsCenter. We probably should comment on it. But that's really all I've got there. Yeah, and it, because a lot of what he said was just what we've heard at mm-hmm. various points other times, but he was just saying on a bigger platform. Um, the transfer portal, he was like, you've got five years to play four. That should be the rule. And, I mean, I mean, isn't that the rule? That's what it's going to be once the COVID years are gone. So, I don't, I don't think that's anything revolutionary. We just have two more years with the COVID eligibility waivers to wear off, and then you'll get back to that. All right. I said I was done. I'm not. I do think you could get kind of interesting with eligibility in years, and then you can mix in transfer. Where, like, what if you said you get six years to, or like five years to play four, but any transfer is a mark against your year? You don't have to sit out a year, but a year is just taken away. Is there something there? Hmm. Because people want to cut down on transfers. And if and but you also don't want to totally restrict people from finding a better situation and going where they need. Is yeah. this common ground where you can say, yeah, you can still transfer freely, but you are, you know, if you do it a couple times, you're going to be burning years you don't have. I, I I don't like that as much as just saying you only get to transfer once for free. Um, and it seems like they're starting to crack down on those this year, whereas. They were giving out waivers all willy-billy um, the last time around. But, like, the the thing about the transfer portal, TJ, is in theory, this is your second chance if you duffed it the first time around. You should know better and make a wise decision second time around. And that's third true. time around, like, okay, well, then just sit out a year. Um, so that's that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I feel like that's a good compromise to cut it back on them is to actually be punitive and not just give out a waiver if you feel like jumping around again. I, I I like that. Scooch, did you enjoy lunch yesterday? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Why wouldn't I? Although, oh, it's just, just a question. Although, you know what I did? I freaking took those wings 
and I had to go to work right, left them at work last night. Oh, man. I was so ticked. In the fridge or just like out? No, in the fridge. But I wasn't going to go back and get them. I mean, it's only four wings. Yeah, but if are you going in today? No. Oh, no. no. So they're gone. Yeah. Oh, no. Actually, thanks for the reminder. I need to text my manager, tell him to eat them. Oh, that is that is pretty bad news. Sorry yeah. to hear that. Yeah, it was a big bummer last night when I went for dinner, and I was like, oh, crap. Shout out to you and more shout outs today. Shout out to you and Trevor. You all are going to have very long days tomorrow. Yes. Not that like Roush and I have like half days or anything. I mean, we're golfing, which, and you're golfing too. So, yeah. And Trevor's going to ride around on a golf cart and smoke a million cigarettes. But, so, like, you know, there is a, it's not the hardest labor in the world, but you two are going to have a long day from what it hears. Yeah. I mean, I'll start, like. I'll, st- I'll probably get out to Elk Run tomorrow at, I don't know, six, six, six fifteen, somewhere in that range. And then I have a high school football game tomorrow night. So I'll probably won't get home till, I don't know, 10 30, 11. So, yeah, it is going to be a really long day. Thanks for reminding me. You're working the board for Rutherford? Yes. Yeah, that's a, yeah. a lot of radio. But yeah. Trevor said that you were going – Trevor was going to be in the studio tomorrow morning and you were going to be at the course with us all morning. Oh, okay, so I didn't talk to Trevor last night. I, I kept meaning to call him and I didn't. Um, so I was going to give him a call today. So that's good news. I'll just let him think that he's going to be here the whole time and I'll – yeah. Actually, yeah, I like that. Well, we, we, he's not going to listen to the show, so we can strategically plan what we need to do right now. Yeah. That being said, if we only have two microphones, though, I don't know if I want you there. I think I'd almost rather have you on the mic back at the studio. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. So I don't know. You all figure it out, but okay. just keep me in the loop. Yeah, on I'll, it all. I'll talk to him today. A texture on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, says, dang, the Rams didn't even sign square to the practice squad. Ross, what do you have to say for yourself? That's not great. Uh, I thought they would. Huh. Surprising. Everything we keep saying was square, we end up being wrong. So let's square let's is never going to end up on another football roster. Yeah, he's never going to be a pro bowler that starts for 10 years in the NFL. No chance. Um, no, I was surprised to see that. The practice squad stuff kind of confuses me. To be on, like, you know, just like yeah. the waving releases, you go through the waivers, any team can make a claim. And then if not, you know, you, you can sign wherever. But I would think that the way DeAndre Square works, he, he can he can at least find a practice squad somewhere, you would you would think. Yeah, you just want it to be a team that likes him and could potentially elevate him if, if necessary. You know, Lynn Bowden's going to hang around with the Saints. So a lot of those cats that we talked about yesterday, they got cut, uh, several of them ended up signing practice squad situation. So still still hanging around, but definitely need to find a way to break through. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, podcast listener, Bob Barker is far and away number one. The countless number of beautiful women he made out with on stage is incomprehensible. Don't forget the brawl he had with Happy Gilmore when he kicked his ass. Hashtag Bobby B rules. Did he he used to smooch the like the ladies on there, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, like I don't think cheek. of him I don't think of him as the main smoocher. I think of the family feud guy as the smoocher. Um the OG family feud guy, which his name's escaping me right now. Richard, I don't think we ever really should have had Yes. Richard something. Yeah, Richard Dawson. He was the smoocher. Bob, the ladies kissed Bob. That's what it was. He didn't really kiss them. They would come up and smooch him on the cheek. 
That's what it was. Yeah. No, like Joe, Joe Montana, Susie Colbert. Joe Namath, but not John Joe Montana. Montana. <laughs> Made it before yeah, I my, could. My bad, my bad, Joe. Well, the other Joe. Yeah. Easily one of the most awkward interviews clips in all of all time. Salt Lake Brian here. City is preparing for the game tomorrow, which is right now, but fair amount of Florida fans running around. Tickets to get in are like eight hundred on resale for general mission. Smoke. From an Oregon wildfires rolled in, so I'm not sure what kickoff weather will look like. Imagine you Florida players haven't played at 5,000 feet, so I just roll with the Utes. Um, yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. He said All Salt right, Lake City. I'm, I'm decided, Salt Lake, Brian. I'll, I'll roll with the Utes as well. And a little revenge factor from last year, I'm sure. Definitely, definitely. Um, he said one parting shot in regards to Rouse not plugging a roll call. Watching this Estacuff of Listacuffs. Hank gave him a golden opportunity to plug KRC the conclusion of the show, but Nick doesn't bite. Does KR KSR plus 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 have a gag order? Dude, Salt Lake City, Brian, I, I I'm not trying to uh mm. when people ask me to plug stuff, I mean I'm on I have I'm now up to three different YouTube shows. Um, this radio show. It's just it's a lot of things to plug. I'd usually just say my my Twitter handle and leave it at that. No, no, not trying to. Uh, I, I've been told this morning too. I need to plug something else to push something else today. It's just I'm, 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 I'm a damn marketer now. I'm not. <laughs> Will South Carolina take a step back on offense after losing their offensive coordinator? Playing at South Carolina just smells like a game where we lay an egg, mess around, and lose. Feel like we've always have at least one of those games each season. Hope that is not the case. Of course. Uh, you're right. That is pretty much the case. That that is UK just seems to have a stinker per season. That I don't know if there's a season where there hasn't been a stinker. And the South Carolina game undoubtedly is in a tough spot after Alabama, before Louisville. It's the weekend before Thanksgiving. School is starting to wind down overall, but especially just for a, a long break. I know that they don't care so much about that necessarily, but it's a tough spot. I, I just. They should be a little ticked off from what happened last year, though. And Stoops has had success in Columbia as well. So that's another caveat to the whole thing. And where's South Carolina's season going to be at that point? Maybe they're dead in the water. They're doing their stupid little sandstorm concert before the UK game. I hope that they're four and six going into that game. And I hope Kentucky's nine and two and just, or nine and I guess one at that point. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Man, yeah. just be nine and one at that point. No issue there. Move to 10 and one with the Louisville game looming. But I think Kentucky should beat South South Carolina. If it was a neutral site game or at Kroger Field, I'd feel really good about it. And I'm not overly intimidated by their stupid song. The 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 losing their offensive coordinator isn't a bad thing. Marcus Satterfield was probably going to get fired. Um <laughs> so that guy stinks. Um but I mean, where, where their offense is going to struggle is they lost their former five-star running back. Like, they just have no running game. They're playing a former receiver at running back. Their offensive line is depleted. Um, it's going to be a fascinating matchup with North Carolina because North Carolina's defense has been pretty bad the last couple of years. So if Spencer Rattler is going to be good under Dow Loggins, he's got to show it week one. Because um, if not, like it ain't getting much easier after that. So, Texter asked, do you like us at minus 27 this weekend? 
Uh, I've seen it at 26 and a half. I would prefer that because um, I feel like uh, I feel like you you could get the two field goals that get you to 20, a 27 point margin. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like Kentucky to cover um, so far. Look at it as a stat. Um, we always say that Stoops doesn't blow these teams away, but he's nine and two in his last eleven at home against non-conference opponents. That, that's against the spread, nine and two against the spread. So yeah, and it, it, it could be fifty to, to ten, but they're, they're covering. You get Cohen back in the fold. I, I think you know. I don't think it's crazy in these first few games to get like Leary Heisman hype, and you got to put up big numbers to do that if you're going to go that route. I know it's not necessarily Stoops. MO to run it up on teams, but like you said, he's been covering. It's going to be close either way to that number, probably like within three to seven points, one way or another. But I, I would lean towards UK covering. I think they'll, I think at halftime, they'll be up by 21, 24. So then it's do they outscore him by a touchdown or a field goal in the, in the second half, in which case you should. So I would take the Cats to roll. Sometimes when we do this, Roush, it ends up being like a closer game. I really can't envision that. I can't envision it being like a game in the fourth quarter, but I'm also usually kind of dumb. So I'm taking the Cats to cover. Take Florida tonight, guys. Line has moved way too much towards Florida with most of the money coming in on Utah. Take Ooh. the four and a half and sprinkle the money on. It's a smart play. Florida can suck it later, but remember also Pac-12 versus SEC. You know what's up. Yeah, but Utah um, looked like the better team last year. Like Florida stole it from them. Utah looked like the better team in the swamp. Yeah, it's just Anthony Richardson played the one good game of his career, you know? <laughs> and then got drafted by the Colts because of it. Yeah. Um, who doesn't hate the Florida Gators? Exciting that college football kicks off tonight, and I hope Utah gives those swamp bastards the big fat L they deserve. How much do y'all think this game means for the rest of Florida season? Thanks, South Georgia Wildcat. I, I've mentioned it before, but um, a lot. <laughs> um, especially... You know, with Tennessee two weeks from now, like they they could be taken. It, it, it could be hard to get off the mat. Now I know you're on the road, and there's no shame in losing on the road in opening week. But if they can't run the ball and Graham Mertz really struggles, like you just that confidence could be wavering very early on this new look Florida offense. I would prefer Florida be ranked and undefeated coming into the Krogue, just because I'd want that atmosphere and that opportunity for Kentucky. But I don't, I don't care. They can also lose every game for all I, I give a fart. No college football is for Saturdays unless you're a lower-level MAC team like Louisville. Boom, roasted. Yeah. but I do also, wish UK would do the occasional Thursday night game. Friday, yeah. I'm out on that. Get, Th- get Thursdays that. are awesome, though. Like that Auburn game, that was an electric. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, guys, try to get a force. Um, wait, wait, wait. Uh, we read that already. We read that already. Where did you say Petrino was coaching? He's at Texas A&M now, and I'm He's high on offense. A&M. Yeah, the offensive coordinator at A&M. It's going to be – that's going to – they're going to be probably one of the more fun teams in the SEC to watch, and part of it's just because does it all explode from the interior? Is there an implosion in the locker room? Or are they just awesome? And I, I'm cheering for awesome because – there's a scenario where Bob Petrino is back in the Power Five. Like, can you imagine him? Uh, Virginia falls oh, apart, oh, or Boston College. ACC. Yes. Oh man, Brom versus Petrino. Oh, Ooh. that would be actually a lot of fun. I'd like that. That'd be cool. A texter says, "John here. Good morning to my fellow sports fanatics. Hey, I've got the Cats winning ten games and two losses coming against Georgia and Alabama. I trust in Stoops and Leary. Hey, where do you guys rank that combo in the SEC? On a side note, ESPN has an article about 
Deion Sanders roster remake of Colorado. seems like Coach Sanders has a great story and going as a coach, coming off his medical issues and rebuild of Colorado. What are your thoughts on the team and Coach Sanders? We'll get to go talk to you later. Well, let's let him rebuild Colorado by winning some games. He's in the news because he ticked off a lot of Florida State fans. <laughs> Which he basically I love. just said, like, I'm done with Florida State. I'm not a knoll. Like, was, which is kind of weird. I don't know if I, I, I thought that was a good move for well, him. It, he went too over the top, but a lot of it's because he's 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 been rumored to go to be he's been rumored to that school to go back and be their coach for a long time. Like after year one at Jackson State. So I think that's part of the play. But it, it was a little it was a little bit much. I just love seeing Danny Cannell whine about it. Like that dude is such a goober. So like anything that ticks him off, I'm I'm pro for. Uh, but this the Cohen um uh, Wait, you asked about the Stoops and Leary combo. I I think you got to rate uh, play callers and quarterbacks, and I would put them towards the top with Cohen and Leary. Like it's it's going to be maybe Heupel and Milton and Milton's real deal would be the only one I would put over them. Love it. A texture says Big X golf scramble in the morning. Kentucky football starts their run to Atlanta Saturday, and it's Labor Day weekend. We're living our best lives, boys. Scoots. Be- be- Woo. Oh my gosh, that was that was your moment. Your come on, oh come time on, time for a come on, man. I I don't, I don't I don't think I've hit a come on in a few days. I know we even teed it up for you. Come uh, on, if you check your phone, not good. Uh, I'm worried about. I'm getting worried for Scoots. He's been dropping the dumbest lines ever recently. Corey there and ready. Oh, that that was that, that was, was me letting you know that Corey was there and ready. <laughs> So with Man, the TV, we, we, we've been just off. Oh, so with God. the TV market fragmented, do you all think college football attendance will actually be up this year? Uh, no, I think it'll probably – the good teams will have good crowds. The bad teams won't. <laughs> it, it has – attendance did come up slightly after it was trailing for years and years um, all around the sport. SEC still has the best attendance in the country. Forget the scramble. I'd pay just to sit shotgun with Trevor and crush darts all day. You're more Oh, man. You're more than welcome. He's going to want the company. Although I did bring up the idea of him maybe going and picking up the Salsaritas, and he was just like, me? Are you sure about that? He's like, what? (laughs) With all that food? Uh, So I don't know if we have that figured out yet or not. But we'll be at Elk Run tomorrow morning. Show starts at 7. Even if you're not playing, you want to come out, say hello, get yourself a T-shirt, a KRC koozie. You're more than welcome to. It's only about five to ten minutes from downtown Louisville. Really easy drive. It's a really nice course. We're excited to be out there. We're excited that they're having us back. And we'll see you then. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Justin Kalen. Drop me up beside the jukebox if I die.